Okay, here we go. Rolling down the street, listening to a party about sipping on gin and juice boxes. Got my mind on my babies and my babies on my mind. Oh my goodness. Welcome to Gin and Juice Boxes, a podcast where I, no, not a wannabe rapper, a businesswoman and mum cover my life and learnings as I try and wrangle both of these at the same time. Stay tuned for more. Hi guys, welcome back to Gin and Juice Boxes. So today's episode is probably a little bit more business related rather than mum related, but I have found since becoming a mum, this has been extra important because I need to make sure my work is worth my time. Yep, we are talking about money. More, in fact, about pricing. This is something I get asked about so much by other business owners and freelancers because it's really hard to know what to charge. Like I said, this has become so much more important since I've become a mum because suddenly, A, I need to make sure that not being with my babies is worth it, monetary-wise, and B, I have to buy a whole lot more stuff. (laughs) So in saying that, let's get into it. So when it comes to pricing your services or your products, it can be really hard to start with. The first thing that I did was look at what other people in my industry were doing. Luckily, since I had worked in an agency and being one of the people who got to choose our contractors and could direct them, I knew what they were charging. I also knew what their skill level was and where I sat amongst that. But if you're not in a place where you can see what everyone else is charging and what they're doing, ask around. Why not ask some of your friends who are in similar situations? Or there's different groups on Facebook for different business industries and sometimes they even have pricing structures in there, which is really helpful. Find someone you can ask and just get a good idea. It doesn't mean you have to make your rates or your product price is the same as them but it just gives you an idea of where to start the next thing to think about is what is your time worth like as I said I now have children (laughs) my time away from them has to be worth a certain amount to be emotionally worth it at the same time I've been in the industry for what is it eight nine years and I have a first class honors degree so I know that my time is worth a certain amount you should also be thinking about Not just your level of expertise and your time in business, but the quality of your service or your products. So if you are doing some drop shipping and it's just some products from China, that's totally fine, but your price should reflect that. Whereas if you're making something handmade here in New Zealand, the price again should reflect that. The one in New Zealand is going to be much, much higher in price and quality than the drop shipped one. When it comes to your services, Again, you want to be thinking, how much time am I spending on this? So, for example, if you're doing an introductory product, which is, say, a half-an-hour workshop online versus a in-depth, in-person workshop, the half-an-hour workshop online is going to be the cheaper one because there's less time investment and less one-on-oneness, whereas the one that's higher quality, which is in-person, will be worth a lot more. Remember, you can always change your prices as well. Never go down, is what I say. Once you've put your new price out there and someone accepts it, that is your price. But by knowing that you can always change it, it makes it a lot less scary to decide that that's your price. Now, this is probably more of a freelancer or service-based industry tip, but there are three different criteria that 
projects have to meet for me to want to do them. So for instance, the first one is price. Am I going to earn enough income off this for it to be worth my time? The second one is, does it bring me joy? So this is where, I know I always talk about this, but working with clients who I love and whose values I align with is really important. And if it's a fun project, that again comes into that sort of criteria. The third of the criteria is, um, what is it? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> you think I would have this written down. It is, is this a portfolio piece? So is it something that I would want to do to get experience in or to show off or just because it seems like something I want to do more of. So often projects won't meet all three of those criteria, but they have to meet at least two. So for example, if I have a client that meets the joy category, so they're lots of fun, they're awesome, I love working with them and I align their values, but they don't meet the price one, then they have to meet the third category of the portfolio work category for me to want to do it. Um... On the flip side, if they, if a project is not really going to bring me much joy, but it will definitely make me a good income and it's the kind of client that will look good in my portfolio or will give me more experience in that area, then again, that meets two of the criteria, then I can do it. I know when you first start out, it's kind of hard to be having a criteria like that and you, I wouldn't say that you necessarily should, different for everyone I guess. But at the start, it's more about making money and getting experience. Working out the pe- the joy area kind of comes later as you go. It seems almost, um, what's it called? Controversial saying that because everyone says that your job has to bring you joy. Everyone, when I say everyone, I mean like all the other peeps on the gram. But it won't necessarily all the time. It's like any job. Working for yourself still has its down times, but it also has even more high times. So at the start, your downtime might be that you're working a shit ton and not necessarily on your dream projects, but you aren't making enough money to pay rent and to keep working for yourself. So that is a great reason to be in a bit more of a downtime because you're achieving what you need to. As you grow, you'll be able to take on more of those joy projects and say no to more of the ones that you don't necessarily love because you would have built up that foundation at the start. I've totally gone off track there, but I guess it's quite important to realise that at the start you may not be having the pricing or the work that you want. Another pricing tip that I think is very important, and I try and encourage this in my clients as well, is try not to discount your products. Okay, I know that people have promotions and sales, and that's a bit different, but even then I feel like it is a lot stronger to have an add-on rather than a discount because it's a lot more about the quality of your work, your products, and your service. So, for example, with the workshop that I've been creating online at the moment, I don't think I'll have an early bird discount, because that seems, A, mean to the people who buy it after the early bird, and B, why should I be discounting something that is worth a certain amount? It says that it's not good enough at its full price to me. So instead of offering an early bird discount, I'm looking at more of this idea of an early bird add-on, like maybe they get half an hour with me to go over the strategy at the end, one-on-one, to make it even better, or maybe they get to have something else in my services for a certain amount. Like add-ons not only make your product or service 
clearly quality because you're not discounting it but they give your client a chance to try another element of your business that may help them so you get to help them even more plus they get to do more of you which means they may eventually want to do even more with you that kind of makes sense it's like the flow on effect right if someone experience working with you of one thing and then with the add-on leaked experience working with you on another area they're going to tell people about those and they're going to want to work with you in a whole nother area again yeah so i'm going to leave that there do i discount have criteria for whether things are worth your time if you're a service-based business and for both product and service base do your research and work out where you stand in terms of your pricing against other people and against your quality cool that is all for me on pricing. I promise it won't be as businessy next time. It'll be business and mum as per usual. See you guys over and out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Gin and Juice Boxes. If that sounded like a bit of you, hit subscribe or leave a review.